Well, welcome to quantum number 163. This is a podcast that looks at what's going on in the world. Occasionally, we do a special. And this special is really special. One that I have been looking forward to doing, but also dread. That, of course, is John Lennon's Woman. After all, I'm forever in your debt. I can hardly express. Now, we're doing a podcast on women. Why are we doing that? Because I think this is a really crucial time for women all over the world, but especially in the West. I think that hard-won rights and freedoms are in danger of being lost. I think that there is a real threat to women and, in fact, several threats. And We're going to identify what they are. So bear with me, and if you're a woman, I, I, I don't apologize for being a man. Uh, we are male and female. We are equal in the eyes of God. We are equally made in the image of God, and our lives would be impossible without one another. So there's a Women's Safety Summit here in Australia last week. So let me just begin with, with this. The first area where women are under threat is an area that's always been the case, and sadly, seems to be one that is not decreasing. If anything, it's increasing. And that is the question of abuse. Now, there are women who abuse, but the vast majority of abuse is from male to female. Here's a song that kind of illustrates a little bit. All right, it's a bit tongue-in-cheek. I, I played it again because we were remembering the death of Charlie Watts, the Rolling Stones drummer. It's a, a, a superb song, um, maybe a bit ironic and sarcastic. But that notion of men dominating, and women dominating as well, but it's much more men, and men using their power and their physical strength to abuse women, is something that society still does not have the answer to. In many ways, I think it's getting worse. Uh, you know, whether it's from, on the one hand, take, for example, Donald Trump's ridiculous misogynistic remarks, and they were, and there's no excuse for them, but they were the, the remarks of a man in power who's very often sees women as, as objects. 
But that was also from the left. Harvey Weinstein was organising marches and paying for buses to go to them against Trump's misogyny, whilst he himself was abusing women. Powerful men abuse women. Weak men abuse women. Here we are in Australia, and I find this almost impossible to believe, but it's apparently true. There are three million women in Australia who've experienced domestic abuse. It's, it's a, out of a population of 25 million people. It's a breathtaking figure. And I suspect it's not different in many other countries. So that remains an enormous threat, and it should never be underplayed. Um, it, I was going to say it shouldn't be exaggerated. What I mean by that is not everything sh that's necessarily wrong should be turned into abuse, but we need to be aware of the prevalence and the harm of abuse that many women live under. And if you're listening to this and you're a woman, you've experienced that kind of abuse, you know what I'm talking about far more than me. And if you're a man listening to this and you've ever abused a woman, you know what I'm talking about and you know you need to repent. But there's a second threat. And I guess this will give you a clue. Let's go, girls. Shania Twain's Man, I Feel Like a Woman. And this is a big threat to women. And it's the actual question of redefining women. So here in New South Wales, for example, the New South Wales has opened its New South Wales Woman of the Year award to anyone who identifies as a woman. So literally, I could say, I am a woman, I feel like a woman, man, I feel like a woman, and I could become the Woman of the Year. We have reached the stage in Western society where to ask people the question, what is a woman, is a deeply political question, and it's one that many people cannot answer. You know, um, the ABC and Sydney Morning Herald like to say things like the, the Liberal Party have a problem with women. Well, I think the ABC have a problem with women. I think that the BBC have a problem with women. I think many universities have a problem with women, and their problem is this. They can't say what a woman is. Judith Butler in The Guardian, 31 years since the release of Gender Trouble, wrote this. 
It was meant to be a critique of heterosexual assumptions within feminism, but it turned out to be more about gender categories. For instance, what it means to be a woman does not remain the same from decade to decade. So the term woman is not fixed. Now, notice this is not said about man, but the term woman, you're a woman, people say, well, th that changes. Now, I I've come across this so much. Listen to this. This is stunning. This is a Green Party in Yorkshire uh, leadership election. Right, so the next question, please. What is a woman? Question, simple question to all candidates. What is a woman? The first person to come on this question is Nick. This, ha this happens a lot, like in politics generally. We try to simplify things down to just the definition of something. Yesterday, lots of people were talking about, you know, what socialism is and what it means to different people. It's kind of the same here. I don't think we're going to get to any good solution um, on this issue if we're trying to define a word because people have different interpretations of that. And I don't think it's a solution to it. Um, that's all I really have to say. I don't think it's a very productive question, to be honest. OK, thank you for that. Um, Tom, your views on this one. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with what Nick has just said, but I'd just like to draw people's attention to a poll which got published, um, I think it was last week, on the 9th of July. Um, a majority of women in the UK support trans people's rights to self-identify, despite years of relentless transphobia. That, that's a headline. And, and I mean, it does come from a place of bad faith, I think, because it's a very simple question, but obviously it's heavily loaded. And I, I don't think we should be getting into you know, political debate about the specifics of what, what it is to be a woman. Because like a cis woman that can't give birth is no less of a woman. Um, and you can apply that to people that identify as women. Um, they're not all going to be in, you know, the same exact characteristics. Um, some women are more feminine, some, people, some women are more masculine. So yeah, um, it's not really something that we should be debating um, because I think that a lot of people here know what a woman is, quite frankly. <laughs> thank you. Okay, thank, thank you very much. Um, Amelia, what's your view on this question? Thank you. Uh, I agree as well that I don't think we can talk about this in binary choices. It's more complex than that. As a proud feminist, my feminism has always been intersectional. I am very proud of the trans women that I work with whose experiences have strengthened parts of our movement and ensured that we're challenging the bigger issues at hand and that is the patriarchal systems that oppress uh, all women. I think it's important that we work together with all of our sisters to ensure that essentially we smash the patriarchy because that's what's driving inequality for so many people and driving uh, so many problems that we have for women, trans women um, and those uh, and non-binary people as well. Now, later on, a couple of the other speakers go on to say it, it really is horrifying. And as with all the stuff that I put in, the links are, are there on, on the blog. But Leo Lake said this, woman is an attitude. This is unbelievable. Being a woman is an attitude. No, it's not. It's not. There is, you know, there's things called biology that's involved. Biology is not everything. 
but it is fundamentally key. I can never be a woman because I have a male biology. I can be a man who wants to be a woman. I can be a man who whose feelings are that I'm trapped in the wrong body, but I can never be a woman. Biologically, it's impossible. I can never be uh, a Chinese, a five-foot Chinese woman. I cannot be a five-year-old anymore. I can't. It's biologically impossible. Well, the Green Party is in a lot of trouble over this and many people have left because they really are in a mess. And that's true also in Scotland. Again, this is from the Scottish Parliament. Instead of seeing proposals that will, that will take Scotland forward and unite us, instead we see proposals that will divide us. We see proposed a bill to reform the Gender Recognition Act, a proposal so contentious but just last week, we saw one of the largest ever demonstrations outside this parliament with hundreds of women from all... Oh, the first minister thinks shame on me. Dismissing the concerns of hundreds of women from across Scotland who came outside this parliament to express their concerns. She's saying shame on them. What a disgrace, first minister. You are not listening to the concerns of these women. Now, we await seeing the detail of this bill. But on these benches, we're absolutely clear that women's rights must be protected in the context of GRA reform. And I know these concerns are shared by many on the SNP benches too. That was Murdo Fraser, the, one of the Scottish Tories. Now, what you missed in that was Nicola Sturgeon, the Scottish First Minister, shouting out at him, shame on you, because he said he had attended the largest women's march that the Holyrood par Parliament has ever seen. Shame on you for attending a march defending women's rights. Now, she's in a real mess. She cannot say what a woman is either. She says she's a feminist, but she doesn't know what a woman is. She says that women's protections will be kept, but that's not the issue. If you redefine what a woman is, then women's protections become meaningless. There's a very famous clip um, from Monty Python, uh, which predicted this. Sometimes humour is way ahead of the game. Listen to this. It is the birthright of every man or woman. Why don't you shut up about women, Stan? You're putting us off. Women have a perfect right to play a part in our movement, Reg. Why are you always on about women, Stan? I want to be one. What? I want to be a woman. From now on, I want you all to call me Loretta. What? It's my right as a man. Well, why do you want to be Loretta, Stan? I want to have babies. You want to have babies? It's every man's right to have babies if he wants them. But you can't have babies. Don't you oppress me. I'm not oppressing you, Stan. You haven't got a womb. Where's the fetus going to gestate? You're going to keep it in a box? Here, I've got an idea. Suppose you agree that he can't actually have babies, not having a womb, which is nobody's fault, not even the Romans, but that he can have the right to have babies. Good idea, Judith. We shall fight the oppressors for your right to have babies, brother. Sister, sorry. What's the point? What? What's the point of fighting for his right to have babies when he can't have babies? It is symbolic of our struggle against oppression. Symbolic of his struggle against reality. I love that. Symbolic of his struggle against reality. Look, let me put it this way. Only women have uterus. Only women have periods. Only women can give birth. Women can do many things. Being a mother 
is possibly one of the most unique and, and greatest of all. And I, as a man, can't do any of those. Don't you dare call yourself a champion of women if you can't even say what a woman is. Guess what? Woman, adult, human, female. There are places in the United Kingdom, and I suspect this will be true in Australia and elsewhere, that if you put that up on a billboard, you will be prosecuted for hate speech, for telling the truth. Lisa Townsend, who was the newly elected Conservative Police and Crime Commissioner for Surrey, said this, and she got in so much trouble for saying this, but it seems sense, isn't it? Everyone has told me not to speak out about this, that the debate is incendiary, but if women like me can't or don't speak, who will? Stonewall, which has drifted so far from its original mission, is now a threat to women and risks putting feminism back 50 years, which is precisely what I'm saying. Police forces, in an attempt to correct many of the wrongs committed against minorities in the past, are being naive if they believe that Stonewall are anything but a well-funded lobby group for a dangerous ideology that threatens the safety of our women and girls. Well, preach it, sister. Listen, there's an Australian woman. She described what it was. Here's Helen Reddy. I am woman, hear me roar, in numbers too big to ignore. And I'm not too much to go back and pretend. Cause I've heard it all before, and I've been down there on the floor. And no one's ever gonna keep me down again. Now, the, the third threat to women is what prostitution and pornography. Slavery is back. Buying women is back. I recently got involved in a discussion on this, and I had um, some sex workers, they're called. They're not sex workers, saying, oh, no, no, this is liberty. This is what everything. Our society legalizes prostitution, legalizes women being sold or selling themselves their bodies. I noticed in the Courier, the Dundee Courier, that a Dundee sex trafficking survivor is calling to men, calling for men who pay for sex to be criminalised in Scotland instead of the female victims of sexual exploitation and prostitution. Well, good for Diane Martin, CBE. I hope it works. There's another woman, Alison Wilson, who's been in touch with me and she's producing this film called Horns on the Woman. Just listen to a small part of this. La gente que, que siempre ha tenido apoyo familiar, que ha tenido una estabilidad, un, una seguridad, una casa, un hogar, uh, son muy afortunadas. Yo, a cambio, jamás he tenido esto. Yo he crecido en un orfanato desde muy pequeñita. It's a woman, uh, this is what she's saying, she's, for those of you who don't understand Spanish, she works in a legal brothel in, in Spain, a legal one. And she's saying there are people who have security of family and home. They're really fortunate. I never had that. I grew up in an orphanage. I want a house and I want a family. <sighs> Slavery is back. And then pornography. There's so much that could be said about pornography. And, and it is absolutely exploitation of men and women, but again, 
primarily women. Um, I was put off pornography, believe it or not, before I became a Christian by this song. That's the Jay Giles band talking about. I just remember as a teenager thinking, yeah, you know, what if my sister, what if my mother, what if my friends were? I just, I, I resolved as a teenager, I never ever gonna watch porn, and that was a tough one in some ways. But I'm so glad that I largely kept to that. Then there's another threat to women, and that's on women in the media and the attempt to silence women. There's this wonderful group in Scotland called Women Won't Weesh. I mentioned the, de the, the demonstration at the Scottish Parliament, and that's what that was about. Well, there is, in the media, there is often a constant portrayal of women as sexualized objects. And then there are papers like The Guardian who, for example, talking about that protest, said protesters against transgender rights changes boo Nicola Sturgeon that was their headline their headline should have been protesters for women's rights but they weren't going to go there and where does all this lead well there's an amazing scandal and I've got to tell you about this I, the, the Wee Spa scandal in Los Angeles it was a Korean spa and a woman called Cubana Angel filmed herself complaining to the spa staff about someone with forgive the language again a dick parading around in front of men and women and saying we don't want to see that. And there, there was an internet storm and she was accused. Um, the Sun called it spar wars, uh, trans activists, and, and there were riots and there were policemen firing rubber bullets and so on. And now what's come to light is that a 54-year-old man has now been charged with indecent exposure. He faces five felony charges of exposing himself to four women and a girl in that spa. And he's got a history of exposing himself in women's changing rooms. But, and here's the point of what I'm trying to make, The Guardian and other newspapers such as Slate suggested it might have been a hoax, suggested it was anti-trans, suggested that there was likely no trans woman there um, to begin with, suggested it was far right, all these things. Now, why? The Guardian asked, could this woman really be trusted? After all, she's a Christian. Her social media page frequently features Bible quotes, we were told. Horror. Imagine that. She expressed opposition to same-sex marriage and abortion. So what? Committed black Christians can be victims of sexual offences too. I think it was the spiked article that said that. Wow. And then there's Marianne Miller, again tied in with this, the, the woman won't wish thing. She's on trial because she opposed transgender self-identification and she was being accused by a, a policewoman of being transphobic. And it's, it's, a, it's a case that we will follow. This is what happened at that demonstration. Listen to this. Why 
here we are in 21st century Scotland going back to 16th century, 17th century witch hunts. Which, which, which shouts a man at a woman protesting for women's rights? Well, good for women won't wish. Um, people like Patrick Harvey like to parade how, how they're an ally of feminism, but they're not at all. Not at all. I don't think women need me to speak up for them, but because sisters are doing it for themselves, as Aretha Franklin and Annie Lennox sang. Okay, let's just look at some of the things going on throughout the world. Um, Taliban officials have broken up a demonstration by dozens of women in Kabul demanding rights following the Taliban takeover in Afghanistan. I listened to a program of the BBC on Colombia where drug gangs are raping and enslaving women. Horrendous. And then in Japan, it's quite sad to hear about the Empress niece, Princess Mako, and her fiancé who have forfeited a, I think, $1.8 million uh, engagement and all the rest of it and the opportunity of him becoming uh, emperor. No woman is allowed to become emperor. And the problem is the Japanese royals stopped having boys. And that creates a big, big problem. That's another issue involved throughout the world. And then here's a sad one. Mexico's Supreme Court decriminalized abortion. So my seventh issue, or is it my sixth issue, I can't remember now, is that uh, abortion is a threat to women. Now, it's funny, the people marching around in handsmaid tail outfit protesting against the Texas government decision to uh, stop abortions after there's a, a fetal heartbeat. Why is abortion an attack on women? Because, for lots of reasons... Now, I know all the arguments about abortion, and we'll, we'll do a, a, perhaps a special on that. But let me just say this, that you're going to get sex-selective abortion, and it's going to be primarily against girls. And whatever you may say about abortion, the fact that one in four pregnancies in the UK now end in abortion, that's a huge loss of human life and a real tragedy. Again, just as our society is in, in ignoring the science on male and female, it's ignoring the science on human life. There's a wonderful video, and just this is a, a part of it, called Meet Baby Olivia. Again, I'll put the link up to it. Please go and have a look at it. This is Olivia. Though she has yet to greet the outside world, she has already completed an amazing journey. This is the moment that life begins. A new human being has come into existence. 
at fertilization, her gender, ethnicity, hair color, eye color, and countless traits are already determined. She begins to implant in the uterus about one week after fertilization. Her cells organize into what we call an embryo. At three weeks in one day, just 22 days after fertilization, Olivia's heartbeat can be detected. The buds of her arms and legs appear by four weeks. She begins to move between five and six weeks with both spontaneous and reflexive movements. At six weeks from fertilization, her brain activity can be recorded and bone formation begins. Because again, as with prostitution and so on, women are being sold and wombs are for sale. I read a story this week of in, in China and that uh, uh, babies are, are being manufactured so that people can sell them. I don't think this is not the Communist Party doing this. But there's a, the story I read was of a woman or of a couple who got a baby girl delivered at a hospital around July 20th at a hospital. The price would be $17,000. The baby's health with it would be guaranteed with a clean genetic history and so on. But it's not just in China. Pete Buttigieg and um, his partner, Chasten, both men, of course, He's a uh, American secretary, I think, of transport. Posted on Twitter a picture of him and his partner with uh, twins, Penelope Rose and Joseph August. Uh, newborn babies in their arms and saying about their parents. They bought them. You pay a woman to carry your children for you. She gets artificially inseminated or whatever. This is what's going to happen more and more. It's a brave new world, but it's not good for women and especially not for the poor. Now, before I go, I do have to say something about the church then, because isn't the church responsible for a lot of abuse? The answer is that, yes, there are a lot of people within the church who've committed the most appalling abuse, which I wouldn't even begin to attempt to defend. It would, it's, it's, it's horrendous. And I keep coming across more and more and more of it. And it's not just what you might call the physical abuse, but sometimes there is a misogyny in there as well, which is really wrong. But the way to deal with that is not to ex adopt the world's agenda, which is not working. That's what I've been trying to show you in this. It's not working. But to go back to the Bible and to go back to Christ, to go back to the early church, to go back to Romans 16, and you see where women were honoured, when you see how Jesus treated women. To go back to, I've just been reading Gregory of Nyssa, who said, in, uh, it was said of him that in this chain of female relationship, it is difficult to say which link is worthier of note, grandmother, mother or daughter. Women have always played a key part in the church. And anyone who misuses the Bible to subordinate, abuse, mock in any way women is way out of line in Christian terms. I've got to go, but look, we're not going to do the, my favorite podcast this week. But just listen to this for a second. Tonight is a celebration of Gilead and of what we have achieved. We only wanted to make the world better. 
better. Better never means better for everyone. I want to keep on living for her. Remember your scripture. Blessed are the meek. And blessed are those who suffer for the cause of righteousness. Now, I apologise if this may be a bit longer than usual, but this is just so important to get this right. Margaret Atwood's A Handmaid's Tale is presented as a kind of feminist thing, which I think it is to some degree. But it's meant to be this idea that, oh dear, America's going to turn into a theocracy and right-wing Christians are going to take over and then this is going to happen. I think Atwood's book is quite prophetic. However, however, I think the wrong target. This is not coming from the church. Think of it this way. Who's entangling sex? So someone, I, I saw this review. I can't remember where I got this, but I, I'll just quote it anyway. Who today is entangling sex in bureaucratic rules and identity constructs as Gilead Masters did? Gilead's Masters did. Who is leveraging mob justice to tear apart the accused as literally happens at the end of The Handmaid's Tale? Well, you go back to that witch, witch, witch demonstration outside the Scottish Parliament. Who rejects due process? Who has chosen dull ideological conformity over real pluralism? Who is offering women and their wombs for sale? It's not the church. It's the woke progressives. That's where the real danger to women comes from. Brothers and sisters, those of us who are Christians, we're in one family together. We are equally made in the image of God. We are equally valuable in his sight. That's where equality comes from. It cannot come from our society. It cannot come from our physique. It cannot come from social constructs. It comes from the fact that we're made in the image of God. All right, I'll, I'll leave you with one of my favorite women. Keep your hand on the plow. Keep going and keep following Jesus. Let me know any subjects you want me to cover, any news that you have. Thanks for those of you who keep sending me stuff. It's great to see so many. Uh, if you want to support, go on to the Podbean fundraiser. You want the links to this, go on to my blog. Otherwise, I hope to see you next week. God bless. Bye. About me as much as you please. Boy, you talk, I'm gonna stay on the knee. Keep your hand on the block, oh Lord. When I get to heaven, go sing and shout. Be nobody that'll put me out. Keep your hand on the block, oh Lord. Shout, be nobody that'll put me out. Keep your hand on the block, oh Lord. My rope gonna fit me well. Try it on at the gates of hell. Keep your hand on the block, oh Lord.